Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Burrito Podcast. It is Monday, August 30th, and we are live right now. I am so. I am Blake, as always, back from a small hiatus, but we're excited for football time. Our favorite Best city. Of the year. Best time of the year. Every year. Right. But before we get to football, we got to get out of the way. Last night, it was a Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight. Uh, it was honestly one of the better stupid celebrity fights that I've, I've watched. They actually boxed. Um, I disagree with the end, the, the result. Um, but I know you have stronger feelings. They will, they'll fight again, though. I know that. I doubt they'll fight again. No, Honestly, they definitely will fight again. That was, a, that was a good fight to watch, especially the fourth round. Outside of the fourth round, there wasn't much action going on. A lot of hugging, a lot of backing off. Uh, it looks like Woodley uh, wasn't aggressive whenever he caught Paul or he didn't want to be aggressive. I guess he respected Paul's ability as a fighter. But all in all, um, yeah, Jake, Jake Paul did win that fight, no matter how no. you look at it. I, I went to bed feeling upset, but looking back, he, he was – he landed more shots. He landed more significant shots. And you didn't feel like that because of that fourth round where he got caught. But Woodley didn't take advantage and he didn't do enough to win the fight. Yeah. Well, like we said, it's football time. So celebrity fights be damned. Uh, we're going to get straight into uh, NFL preseason. It's coming to an end. We've got uh, – so last week, this is going to come a week, ain't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, last week of the preseason, you always get to see – for some teams, you get to see the starters fall out for a couple quarters. We saw that with Josh Allen fall out it, against the Packers. It, it needs to come to an end, though. There's been there's been too many running backs injuries this year already, dude. My my guy J.K. Robbins, I mean J.K. Dobbins. I don't know why I said Robbins. My guy J.K. Dobbins, dude. That's how upset I am. I can't even say his name right. It's very upsetting as a Ravens fan watching him go down. Prayers up to him, dude, with his ACL. Uh, we, believe, we believe in Gus, the Gus bus. Uh, I mean, an Etienne, that really sucks. That's such a random getting a Liz Frank injury, dude. Like, that. Like what the <laughs> what the hell? Uh, who was the other guy? Was it Cam Akers? Yeah, Cam Akers, torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, it's tough for preseason, dude, because it's fun because we get hyped up football, but also, like, I, I'm terrified for any starters to ever play a single second. Well, at least they shorten the preseason um, going forward, even though the Cowboys and the Steelers got screwed. I can't believe they allowed that to happen. If there's two teams in the NFL that I'm okay with getting screwed, it's definitely those two. <laughs> so, um, do you have any, like, standout thoughts, any standout guys from preseason? Um, the Patriots, they looked a lot better on offense, and their running back room 
It's pretty loaded. So loaded that they traded Sony Michelle. And they still, of course, have James White on the roster. But I, I was really impressed by them. I was impressed by the Bengals' offensive line somehow. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow did not die yet. And the opposite of impressed with Jamar Chase. Yep, four drops, five targets. He did not look good. He also has some controversy going on around him. He's got um, the wide right, dude. He's got, he's, got, he's got the yips. But he should be... Um, should be better as the season goes on. Of course, he did not play last season at LSU. Yeah, he might just be a little rusty. I don't know. He just looked distracted, and it was it wasn't a wasn't a great look. Um, the good news is the I mean the Bengals would like him to contribute right now, but they still got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Boyd is possibly the most underrated receiver in the entire NFL. Um, but I feel like a lot of this preseason has been – the Patriots have been really involved because you said the running back room for Andre Stevenson has been amazing, but he's still not the starter. It's obviously right now Damian Harris. Uh, but Ramondre is going to take some snaps now because, I mean, Belichick doesn't care about your name, your contract. He cares about who's going to play the best. Honestly, Belichick, he just puts whoever he wants. Uh, remember that guy, what was his name? Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray had a, like a three-touchdown game, a huge fancy game. Out of nowhere against the Colts. Colts picked yeah. up against the player. And um, he, I don't think he played the next game. And then he didn't play at all. Didn't take a snap. Uh, he was cut the next season. That is, It's absolutely crazy the way he is. And then they got, on top of that, they got the Mac Jones, Cam Newton situation. And, I mean, honestly, neither one of them have looked bad. I mean, this preseason, it's a tough decision. Yeah, I think Mac definitely got some bonus points for not being out uh, like Cam was for about five days. But watching them play, it it looks to me that Cam is still the better quarterback and should start. But damn, does Mac Jones look good. The issue is that for Bill, at least, is that you have to run two different offenses when you pick one of these quarterbacks. Because obviously Cam's going to get some some movement, some running plays, get him out of the pocket sometimes. And because he's not just a pocket passer, he never. I mean, he's been okay at it at times in his career, but that's not what he is. You know, he's 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 Cam Newton, dude's humongous, and he vultures TDs and he you know, goal line is ridiculous. I'm wondering if he plays both of them because, like I said, he doesn't care. Uh, and he uses Cam as a goal line guy or a red zone guy and lets Mac do everything else. Um, but I thought Mac looked good. He looked confident. He was making good throws. Uh, but yeah, and the only interception that people were kind of knocking Cam for was the dude got it taken to right out of his hands by Blake Martinez. And I was like, what the heck was that? Uh, but but yeah, I think um, I do think I think Cam should start, but I don't think it's going to last very long. Yep. As long as Cam's winning, though, he'll get his chance. He will, but I don't think uh, I th- if they lose two, three games in a row at any point, he's gonna be he's gonna be yanked. Uh, yeah, you know how New England is. 
those fans, they will be booing the hell out of Cam. Oh, yeah. They, they demand success now because they didn't have it for a long time. Now they've gotten used to it. Um, then down south of Florida, we've got the Jaguars and uh, Urban Meyer, who's been uh, – honestly, it's been a really weird preseason for them. Like we said, we it lost. really has been weird. They lost Etienne, uh, which sucked. That that's a bad part. Um, they had Tim Tebow on the roster, taking taking a roster spot for a while, and that did not work out because he blocks like a seven-year-old girl, and that was really really bad. Was really, really bad. On I the film, I I did not see him block at all. I, I saw him bad. whiff. I feel bad for Tim, but I also feel bad for the guy that could have got a chance to go out there and play. When obviously Tim Tebow's not it. Uh, when I, I used yeah. to, you know, be all for, I thought Tim Tebow in his like early days with the Broncos, if you win games, you should get to play in the NFL, regardless of if it looks ugly or whatever. He won games, but didn't work out, and now it's it's past that time, and everybody needs to let that shit go. Um, yep. and didn't then, he also retire from baseball? Yes, he got because uh, he was in the farm. He's like thirty something years old in the farm league for the Mets. I mean, they're never going to play him. Um, True. And then Urban Meyer pulling a little uh, a veteran move and claiming there's a quarterback con- like controversy there with uh, Minshew and Lawrence just to pump up Minshew's value a little bit and then ship him off to the Eagles. It's pretty crazy. Jacks fans were upset about it too because like. But they're not just playing. They love Minshew. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, but that was probably the best move for his career. I mean, he goes... He, he might be the next clipboard Jesus. Next journeyman quarterback. But he goes from, like, behind at one young stud to another probably... I think Jalen Hurts is good. So, another young dude. Now, Jalen Hurts sucks. They'll pull him for Minshew, but, like... Jalen Hurts' ability to run is uh, probably going to keep him in there starting. And make, But the Eagles are bad, so I don't know. We'll see. Because the Eagles are bad, uh, at least on paper. Uh, and then out west, the other quarterback controversy, we had Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, honestly, I don't think either one makes a difference. I think they both suck. I think uh, going with Bridgewater was the safe, safe option. Yeah. The wrong option, but the safe option. I think Bridgewater's. Go ahead. Bridgewater's more conservative as a quarterback, and uh, smarter with the ball. Drew Locke, he's like a gunslinger with no aim. He'll fire six shots, but only hit about two of them. Um, I think it's safer with the defense that they have. Assuming the defense bounce back, you get Von Miller back. You've got yeah, Bradley Chubb back. Sertain looks has looked very good in the preseason. You still got Justin Simmons. So I mean, with that defense, Bridgewater's the best way for them to win games. Now, nah, but I do think that they're but but the thing is, they play in the same division as Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, You're going to need the score. You're, you're going to need to score. I'm not saying they're going to be I, good. They're not going to be good. 
Oh, yeah. I think he gives them the best chance. They're going to get scored on, but, like, the Broncos do a good job against Mahomes for the most part. You know, like, they're only going to give up 20 to 24, maybe 28. And, you know, for dealing with the Chiefs, that's usually pretty good. So, I mean, it. I mean, Bridgewater gets a little hot or Melvin Gordon. Because the Chiefs' defense has never or by any means been elite. They've got some good players. It's not an elite defense, so... You know, they're still, you know, and then the Raiders, they compete with the Raiders, and then the Chargers are one regular year of injuries away from being terrible again. So, I mean, that division's possible, but I don't see either one of them quarterbacks really doing anything, uh, especially a check down Teddy. So, I do think <laughs> Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are going to get a lot of touches. A lot. Oh, yeah. Just stack the box against them. And then our remaining rookies, we got Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. Who has looked the best to you in preseason? Because to me, it's an easy answer. Uh, for me, I think Zach Wilson's looked the best. Yeah. He's also gotten the most snaps out of all of them. He has, and he's, he's also he's the only he's the only starter on that list. It's just yeah. him and Trevor Lawrence. They're rookie well, we, starters we, right now. Yeah, we know they're starting because they're. Frankly, there's no other option for the Jets. They don't. But he has looked very, very good, and he looks like he really likes Corey Davis. And yeah, d- despite all the reports um, back when training camp started, I, like um, of, people. of him uh, <laughs> of him throwing interceptions um, in practice, having a couple bad days. I was also, they said he they thought he was scared of his. His his darker colored teammates. Really? He what? Yeah, dude. They said he was. He looked uncomfortable around them, and he didn't know how to act. Because I mean, I guess I know BYU is predominantly white, but there there's there's got to be some black dudes on the team. But I don't know. They act like he didn't know how to act around them. He was. He couldn't. He didn't know how to like hang out. He looked like scared. It was weird. But then he got over it, I guess. Oh, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's such a weird. Yeah, I, I thing. thought we were talking football here. I what, mean, that's something that has to do with his team chemistry, dude. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, website. I never heard that story. I can't remember. <laughs> it was like at, it was before preseason. It was like during um uh, the was it OTAs or something? Yeah, it was OTAs when he first met the guys. Uh, maybe he's just awkward and has nothing to do with them. I don't know, but like. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was funny when it originally happened, and it, like, was in the back of my mind. Uh, but, yeah. Well, to be fair to Zach Wilson, I've never seen him um, in public or have a public appearance or anything like that. He might not not be good with people at first. Um, Trey Lance is – none of these guys have looked bad. That's the biggest take I got from this. Yeah. Surprisingly, nobody's looked bad. Trey Lance has had some big shots and a big arm and gunslinger looked cool. Wasn't amazing everywhere else. Um, Justin Fields got wrecked a couple times, and I was kind of scared for him. He got hit hard a few times. The Bears of yeah. line is miserable. Uh, he looked good outside of uh, one game. I feel, a couple incomplete I feel so bad. For whoever starts week one. It's Andy Dalton, right? Andy Dalton starting week one. Yep. 
I feel so bad, dude, because Aaron Donald is going to shred that O-line a new ass. It is going to be bad. I did. I wouldn't start. I wouldn't play Justin Fields a second. I don't care if Andy Dalton gets hurt. Put in Nick Foles and let Nick Foles <laughs> t- do, because that's that O-line is bad. It's bad. Oh, wow. Apparently, Jake Paul retired boxing. What a way to go out. Yay. That probably he never, Yeah, he really, he really doesn't want to fight um Tyson Fury's half-brother, Tommy Fury, that bad. <laughs> He's really that scared of Tommy Fury? Do you know what would make me so happy if he actually fought, like, the real Tyson Fury? Can you imagine that fight? No way. No <laughs> way. He can't even reach him. That's... Uh, they can't let that like happen him, and be like an official fight. match. You're like him trying to fight a vending machine with arms. <laughs> Tyson Fury is a big dude. He's actually he's cool as hell too. Um, all right, we're gonna try to get our own little go, a little uh, thing we're gonna do here for. Uh, we both play fantasy football. I'm a little more obsessed with it than Tohib is, but uh, we're both gonna go over some studs and duds we got for the year. Uh, we're gonna go one at a time. Uh, would you like to start with your? Uh, First stud for this year? Yes, uh, my first stud is Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts. Uh, he should be um, the number one option. And right now, he looked good in the preseason. T.Y. Hilton will be out for a couple weeks. That'll give him a chance to get a lot of touches, especially um, if Carson Wentz does, in fact, play week one. I don't know how he recovered from that injury so fast. Colts doctors must be miracle workers or something. But, yeah, he should um, be looking to have a great season. The Colts doctors are definitely better than the Chargers doctors. Tyrod Taylor will stand by that. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, for that, I like Michael Pittman. I think he's going to be the new number one there. Him and uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell's another one. It, when he's been healthy, he's been good, but he actually struggles with staying healthy. So, uh, My first guy is, uh, honestly, if we had done this show last year, I'd have picked him again last year, uh, and I was right, and I might be a little biased. I, I'm going with Antonio Gibson. Um, last year he finished 13th in PPR, uh, and... That was with an increase in workload as the year went along. I really think they could feed him the ball. A lot of people are worried he didn't play a lot of third downs in the preseason, and you know J.D. McKissick gets some touches. But they've said they want him to be in a CMC kind of role. And for fantasy football, dude, that's as good as it gets. So it's, I mean, because he can run the ball, and he used to be a receiver, so you know he can catch the ball. So I'm. 100% love it. I think he's going to be close to a top five running back this year in fantasy football for PPR and standard. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking for Antonio Gibson as much as possible, usually at like the beginning of the second round, middle of the second round. Love it. What you got next? All right. Next for me is Jacoby Myers from Patriots, another guy that looked good this preseason. Uh, looking to compete with um, 
Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne for wide receiver one status, but right now it looks like he has the best chemistry with the quarterbacks. He's pretty shifty to make moves. And should be one of the number one options for this Patriots passing offense. Okay. I like Jacoby. Um, my next one is he's already a stud, but I think he's going to take the jump to be like one of the like top two fantasy wide receivers. I got Calvin Ridley. So I'm not, I'm playing it kind of safe here, I, I guess, but I, I think he's going to finish the year as number one in receiving yards in the whole NFL. Uh, so I think it's, it's a big jump. He made a big jump last year, and I think he, there's another one coming. I think he's an elite wide receiver, and he's super number one upside. So I'm, I'm, I love Calvin Ridley. I'll draft him as much as possible in fantasy football. I really think he's going to make that jump to be a top two receiver with uh, Ad- either Adams or uh, Tyreek Hill. The last stud for me is Sony Michelle. Just got traded to the Rams. Um, they have a really good history with running backs. They just join the team and just fall out. Okay. Uh, it's a big chance for him to become a number one back. And prove to people there there's a reason he got drafted ahead of his college teammate Nick Chubb, who's you know Ball doing his thing in Cleveland. So you're not you're not worried about Daryl Henderson at all, or the uh, the things that happen to Patriots players once they leave. Well, the thing about Sonny Michelle, did he really play that much when he was on? <laughs> No, not really. Not really. I guess that's fair. Um, my last one, I know Tohib loves him as well. LaVisca Chenault Jr., right? No, LaVisca Chenault. I don't know if he's junior or not. Um, people think DJ Chark is the number one option. And I hate to break it to you, the guy that's going to get the most targets, most catches in this offense is 100% LaVisca Chenault. The dude has over-the-middle capability. He's a great route runner. And he is one of the best receivers in the NFL already with the ball in his hands in open field. So the yards after catch is just going to be through the roof. I think they're going to pepper him with targets, and I think he's really good. You know, and this is – all of our picks are assuming health holds up. And I know he had some issues last year and some issues the year before, but – when he was in college, but – the dude, pure talent, is amazing. He's going to be really good. I think Lawrence is going to love him, and they're going to get a good connection early on. And whether or not this team is good, he's going to get touches, a lot of them. So, LaVisca Chenault is my third one. All right, so we're going to move on to our duds. These are the guys, not necessarily that we think are ass or terrible, just we think are going to disappoint from either where you're taking them or from the expectation everybody seems to have on them. So uh, what do you got up first? Okay, up first I have Saquon Barkley. He's coming back from a torn ACL. And he's on the Giants, which is looking like a very offensively challenged team. Uh, Last year, before the injury, he struggled uh, a lot. And 
the Giants in general struggled a lot running the ball. And it doesn't seem to me like they really fixed the offensive line issue that they had last season. Uh, last season, it kind of worked itself out. They got better this season went. But um, especially yesterday's preseason game, the Giants offensive line did not look good. And no matter how good you are as a running back, uh, you can only do so much um, with a bad offensive line. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can see it as a possibility. His talent's pretty crazy, but it's definitely possible. Uh, my first dud is actually another New York Giant. Uh, our friend who's a Giants fan is going to be very upset when he listens to this. Uh, but uh, I'm going with Kenny Galladay. And I love Kenny Galladay. I think contested catch, ball in the air. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's got great hands. But other than the fact that he had a terrible he, – he was injury-prone last year, and that stuff felt, tends to carry over. Um, he's going to a quarterback that throws the ball less, takes those risks less, those jump balls. And he's not good at getting separation. He's not a great route runner. He doesn't have elite speed, so he's got to do those jump balls. And I don't know if Daniel Jones has the – has the, has the nuts to do that consistently. So I, I'm i a little worried about Galladay, and I think Sterling Shepard's going to get fed the ball more. Not necessarily because Sterling Shepard's better, but because he's safer. And Daniel Jones has probably been encouraged a lot this year to not turn the ball over as much. So we'll see, but I don't love Kenny Galladay this year, especially when there's other receivers around where he's getting drafted that I think are going to do better. Okay, my number two dud is Brandon Ayuk. I think, honestly, not because of the way he's going to perform or anything like that. I think he's going to be overdrafted and people are going to have way, way high expectations for him. Um, I don't know how many games he played last season when Jimmy G is the quarterback. But, uh, I don't know if they have like a connection or anything like that. And also, I predict that he's probably going to have a sophomore slump this season and won't put up the numbers he put up last season. I actually like him a lot. And I do think a lot of people are on a high train as one of the guys to take like the next step. Um, but, I mean... I think the guy the guy is good. I just worry the only thing that worries me is the way this offense is ran. It's uh, it's a little uh, unnerving the way the offense is because he just doesn't like they don't throw the ball a whole bunch. Um, let me look at his so Garoppolo pay, played six games last year and I used for game for six games. I mean he played. Uh, no, he started. Oh, Ayuk didn't start until, except for one game with Jimmy, where he had one catch for 15 yards. So, not a great connection there that we know of. Uh, I think he's got a better chance of doing well with Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance is necessarily better right now than Garoppolo, but I think he'll throw the ball more. 
Um, my next dud is Adam Thielen. Uh, I am not hooked on a Thielen. Um, I, I just think that that day comes for every guy once they hit 30, 31, all receivers, where the drop-off happens. And it looks like Thielen was so, for fantasy football he, last year, he was so touchdown dependent. He doesn't get the volume he used to. He doesn't get the crazy amount of catches and targets that he did when Diggs was there. And Jefferson is better right now than Diggs was when Diggs was there. So I think Diggs is just going to command too many targets and Thielen's not going to touch. I don't think he's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be worth where he's getting taken at. I don't think he's going to hit people's expectations are too high. Because I think he's going to fall from elite wide receiver status to just a good wide receiver. Okay, and my last dud is Will Fuller. Okay. Needs to get integrated to the Dolphins offense. And he, he, show, he always showed flashes when he was on the Texans. And with his speed and everything like that, but... For this guy cannot stay healthy for the life of him. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt this year, this season. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what that guy does, what he eats, how he trains. But he's never been able to play a full season. But we'll have to see. Um, he uses a lot of human growth hormone. I do know that. Lots of HGH. Uh, my last dud is uh, Jonathan Taylor, and it's not just so before anybody comes and, you know, jumps down my throat on it, it's not because I think he's bad. It's not because I think he's not going to be good. He's not a first-round pick. He's sharing the backfield with two other good running backs. As people forget, Marlon Mack is a good running back, like pretty damn good, and like borderline pro bowler the last year that he played a full season. And then Naheem Hines takes up Nakeem Hines takes up a bunch of receptions. It's a great third down back. And I really think it just limits Jonathan Taylor's ceiling. I think he's got a safe floor and also a low ceiling. And that's not something you want in the first round. When you're taking CMC, Cook, Henry, Kamara, even Zeke, like there's a ceiling that they can get to that can win your league. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor has that ceiling. Um, if he was a second-round guy around where Gibson and Najee Harris is, I'd take him. But I can't take him at six or seven pick with Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey still on the board. That doesn't make sense to me. But who knows? So that is our duds and studs for this year. Um, and you can hold us to that. We'll, uh, we'll look back at this halfway through the year, see how it's going. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll be right. Odds are we won't. Hopefully uh, we won't be freezing cold takes. Yeah, hopefully not. All right, so now we're going to transfer over to college football, and we're going to do just a quick run-through of the games and who we think is going to win, give a small you know, reasoning of who we think is going to win. And uh, do you want to start with the big one or start with the we, – we got five ranked versus ranked games. You want to start with the big one or start with the small one? We can start with the with the big ones. Georgia versus Clemson, biggest game of week one. 
What is it? Uh, three versus five, I think. Is it? I thought it was. Uh... Is it really? Do they really have Clemson as number three? No. Way. Yeah, they have Clemson. Clemson's number three. Georgia's number five. Dude. Yeah, they have what? Clemson behind Alabama and Oklahoma, I believe. Okay, that's. I hadn't even saw that, but okay. Um, you want to give me who you're gonna who's gonna win and why? I think Georgia's gonna win. Okay. Just because, uh, in my eyes, they have the better quarterback. They have an elite defense, as usual, and it's basically going to be a home game for them. They're playing in Georgia. And DJ, he's a young quarterback. This will probably be, like, his first big test where it's his team, and he's not, like, a backup uh, playing because of the starter should be a good game. I think it will end uh, 24-21 Georgia and they beat the spread. I think it's going to be Clemson and I think you're overhyping the uh, home field advantage because like Clemson, South Carolina is like just a couple hours from Atlanta. It's not that far. Just a few hours. And Clemson fans travel well. I promise. They are crazy. It's they so love Georgia their- fans. Don't they you remember? Do. Don't they you do. remember when they played Notre Dame at Notre Dame, and I'd say like seventy percent of the stadium was red. That's very true. It's very true. But um, that and I think DJ Uyagalele is uh, going to just ravage them. My my biggest thing is because the reason for this, and it doesn't sound analytical, and it sounds like a corny reason, because Clemson is Clemson. And Georgia is Georgia. It's why that Clemson's gonna win. Because Georgia folds. That's their that's their thing. And all it's all all of Georgia sports they fold, dude. All sports in the state of Georgia fold. They're not clutch. And I just don't think they're gonna be able to get it done when it matters in this game. I like J T. Daniels. I think he's a solid quarterback. Their defense is obviously good, but Clemson's just got a way about them that they win games, dude. They win football games. So I think I, I'm taking Clemson. What we got next? Moving on to the next game, Alabama versus Miami. All right, all right. Um, obviously, I think we're both predicting Alabama's going to win. Uh, but I do think that Miami is going to give them a rougher time than people think. Solely because De'Aaron King is really, really good at football. He's a Heisman candidate, and I think he's going to put up points, but it's not going to be enough to overcome Alabama being Alabama. Okay, uh, for me, I think Alabama's going to win. And the thing about Miami is they're a good team on paper. Uh, they win the games they're supposed to win. But when whenever they face uh, a team like Clemson or even North Carolina last season, they don't just lose. They lose. They lose. Yeah, they lay an every egg. Time. Every time. 
It's fair. It's fair. To me, Miami just hasn't been the same since they were undefeated and they lost to Pittsburgh at the end that one season. And then they just got smacked by Clemson. Then they got smacked by Wisconsin. And that brought them back to Earth. All right. Should, should be good to see uh, Bryce Young uh, play his first game. The, the guy that made six figures before ever playing the game. Well, I mean, DJ's making money, too. He's got to deal with Bojangles, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I think Bryce, Bryce will be good. Uh, excited for all that. Uh, next, we got two big Big Ten matchups. Uh, first, we got Indiana at Iowa. Um, you can go ahead with it. Do you have any, uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, uh, Indiana is really underrated this year for whatever reason. I don't know why, honestly. They, they were pretty much them in Northwestern, Alabama. Those were the only teams that really give Ohio State a challenge. And Indiana very nearly came back to tie that game up in the end. Fred uh, says Iowa minus three. I think Indiana will win outright. I think it's going to be a really big showcase for um, uh, Phoenix, if, if that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a really good quarterback. Ty football. Second best receiver in the Big Ten. Maybe in Iowa, it's not gonna not gonna be a night game. Thank goodness for Indiana, but they should be back this season in a big way to challenge Wisconsin for that division. I think this is definitely gonna be Iowa. Um, Indiana's one and seven against its last eight games against Iowa. Um, the last time they played, Indiana lost 42-16 to in 2018, which is weird that it's been that long since they played. Uh, Iowa at home is just different, dude. I don't know what it – they're not I – I've, I've hardly ever thought Iowa's even good. They play really good defense, though, and their offense is subpar. This game's going to fall under. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and – I just think Iowa's better fit for that, and they're going to grind it out, and they're going to win this game. Because the history of them at home against not Ohio State is pretty good. Do pretty damn good at home against Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, we got Penn State-Wisconsin. Um, Low-key fire matchup. I'm excited for it. Both teams got um, – they're in like a middle zone where like – you can't tell if they're going to be bad or they're going to be elite. They'll probably end up somewhere in the middle like they're at right now, but they both have that potential to vault because of their the way their programs are. Um, I don't know how to take this, but I, I just my, my gut tells me Penn State. And uh, right now the odds have Wisconsin uh, five-point favorites. Yeah. I, I think uh, – yeah, I think Wisconsin is going to be a grind-out game. Uh, Penn State, they lost some people on defense. They, uh, did, we, they lost Michael Parsons. 
Jason Owe, and uh, they had another guy, something Aussie. Johnson, they have uh, have a good quarterback. He's a little turnover prone, but he's okay. He's the first quarterback for Wisconsin that actually has the mentality to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field, which is something Wisconsin probably hasn't had since Russell. He's no Bo Callahan, okay? He's just not. As much as we don't like him to be, he's no Bo Callahan, but at least everybody comes to his birthday. So, but I I think uh, Sean Clifford is a better quarterback. Turner prone to, but uh, yeah, I just, my gut tells me Penn State. I don't really have anything to back it up. I just, Penn State's got a lot of turnover, but they're a good, they're a good program, and they show up every year and are solid. This so, game's going to be a toss-up, though. All-time record, it's 10-9 Penn State. They, they haven't played since 2008. Um, all right. Next one, last one, last ranked versus ranked one. We got Louisiana Lafayette in Texas. And uh, do you do you smell that? It smells it smells like a trap. This smells like a trap game. This is a trap game. Uh, Texas, they usually don't play well week one. We all know how they lost to Maryland. Then all of a sudden they're back and they lose to Maryland next year. Um, yeah. Louisiana had. A Really good season last year. Uh, they upset Iowa State week one, week zero, COVID season, whatever. Win win. What? Come on now. I got the Raging Cajuns. It's the Jackson, Raging Cajuns, dude. Steve, Car- Steve Sarkeesian, new quarterback. Over the last 10 years, Louisiana Lafayette has had a better program for football than, than Texas. So, I'm going horns down. Louisiana Lafayette, Rage and Cajuns are going to win this game. Horns all the way up. They're going to win this game, and they're going to embarrass Texas, and then the Big 12 is going to laugh at them, and it's going to be – social media is going to be amazing, and I can't wait for it because – Raging Cajuns are coming for that ass. You want to make a bet on it? We'll make a bet. You want to do? Uh, we'll do twenty right here on live, straight up. I get the odds for Louisiana though. I get the fucking odds. Let's look at the odds. Odds it's uh, Texas minus eight. What's the what's the money line? Money line uh, Texas minus three ten. Louisiana plus. 45. Okay, so I'm texting straight up. I get plus 245. So, let's see what the, uh, the odds calculator says. Straight up. 20 bucks. Plus uh, 245. You owe me 49 bucks. If you lose. I, I was thinking more loser buys the winner and pop buys. All right, guys, I think that's uh, that's all we got for the day. Uh, we appreciate everybody coming back and listening. 
Uh, hopefully we'll have more regular shows out. Me and him's life is uh, getting a little less crazy. We appreciate the people that do listen. We hope to get some more. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. Uh, Burrito Pod, right? Yep, Burrito Pod on Instagram and Pod Burrito on Twitter. And shout out to Spotify for being the new host for this podcast. Yep, and we're going to have TikToks up soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to get some good content on there. So, thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next time.